0: Just send them home.
1: It's time
0: to go home there, Bob. So Why don't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too quick for your home? Stand to me.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. Oh, I just... I just feel like singing the National Anthem and, and ripping into a of fellas. It's been a great weekend for New Zealand golf, and to break it down with me, we've got a full house, full off-the-tips cast. AC wearing a puffer jacket inside in the early hours of the morning in London. How are you going, mate?
0: I'm good, mate. Great to be with all the fellas. Um, first morning shift for me. I don't know. It feels a bit strange, but... Hey, I'm I'm up and about. I've I've been up for forty five minutes, so I'm not too groggy.
1: Get one of those shit UK coffees down your gullet and 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 get on with your day, mate.
0: You you're looking fresh and firing. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, no, they, they are shit, but I just can't even touch these those things.
2: <laughs>
1: and back again for back to back weeks, Monty. You're a fan favourite last week, telling some absolute. Ripping stories. Hope you've got more for us today. Welcome back.
2: Cheers, mate. Good to see you. I've got a tough act to follow, but I'll see what I can do. Good to be here.
0: Boys, how was the weekend? Pretty quiet for me. Um, Still no golf. I can't afford it at the moment. Um, Someone actually hit me up to play on Sunday, and I just literally can't afford to play at the moment, which is pretty sad. I haven't had my first paycheck yet, so it's a real... I'm really skint. It's a tough scene over here
1: uh, that's character building stuff, but you know you'll get out the other side and when that first paycheck hits the account you'll be you'll be laughing. Monty, what about you, mate?
2: No, no golfo eh? pretty quiet as well sort of a, a brownie point accumulation weekend, if you will, so hopefully I can use that <laughs> use that uh, over the coming weeks yourself. Yeah
1: yeah oh, I just had cricket on the Saturday. The boys had a tough loss, so you know it was it was tough and then yeah, classic just I, I knew I have a couple of weekends ahead of me in the paddock. I'm a bit busy on Saturdays, so i, I well and truly ripped in because I knew it was probably going to be my last opportunity for a for a while and you know it was a bit worse for wear yesterday, but you know we' come out the other side. cloudy mate. <laughs> thanks, thanks, mate. Um, do you reckon Max Homer ripped in after his win at in Sun City at the Gary Player Country Club on the DP
0: World Tour? I think he would have. Max is one of those guys that I feel like he'd enjoy enjoy a win like like most would.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Surely got up in the in the clubhouse. Hopefully Gary Player wasn't around and he. And had a couple of a couple of lagers, but boys, we'll we'll discuss the the Ned Bank Golf Challenge. And I caught a fair bit of the golf, uh, especially last night when I woke up from my five hour afternoon nap, and, and and flicked it on. Uh, and Max was just playing some pretty phenomenal golf. He he made this this eagle on nine that was just fairly epic. To, to say the least, just flushed one over the flag and that's kind of when I tuned in and it just shows that, you know, class class prevails when it plays its best, but boys, what did
0: you think of the, the event? I didn't, I caught a little bit of it, I watched a lot of the second round, I watched bits and pieces of the fourth round um, and yeah, a, a, good, a pretty good field assembled uh, for a DP tour event, I thought the course wasn't it wasn't that interesting to watch. um, But it was good to see a few of the Americans, Max and JT there, just to add a bit of kind of color to the field. Um, What I saw of Max is just the thing that he did more than others is it's really penal if you miss wide on that golf course, as Foxy yeah. found out. um, And since he's such a good iron player, he was just a little bit more conservative than most off the tee, and he can back himself to hit a seven iron just as close as most players' nine irons. And that that was the standout for me. That's what sort of set him apart from the rest of the field.
2: Yeah, it surprised me the extent to which how volatile the scores were. Like, I know I watched a bit of it too, but, um, yeah, you keep the ball in play and there were still opportunities out there. And it was, yeah, I got reasonably close there for most of that front nine and then you just sort of pulled away towards the back nine. Um one question I've got for you on the DP is it always surprises me at how infrequently the mules win on with a field like this on the DP tour. I just On the PGA tour, yeah, the mules will often just stick their neck out and and, and get it done occasionally, even with a decent field. But it just show, highlights again and again. Even this week, like, it was a decent field, but you just – it just happens time and time again that when you've got a, a half decent lineup turn up you know this wasn't ex- amazing by any means, but it was solid, and they always tend ten to win. It's just it uh, was just one observation I made, and it's just slightly disappointing again as we reiterate about the tour.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose that's that's a fair fair statement. Um, I don't know, but there was a. <laughs> There was a mule winning when you boys were at the the Open Championship, though. So the
0: biggest one of the year, <laughs> a, a mule got up for it. But yeah, I think whole, that's what Monty's saying, what right? Mean. Is yeah, he's saying that kind of the the PGA Tour, that sort of mid level player, is a lot better than a DP middle to lower level player. Yeah, I guess for um, sure.
2: Like as as soon as you see some stars turn up, they always tend to win. Yeah. Like, it, it always baffles me when you go down the race to do my list and see how few events like and that have played. Admittedly, they're playing the big point lists events, but even still, like they play five events in the top of the pole versus, you know, guys like Foxy and, and others.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. what else you see in those no-cut events is the cream will rise to the top eventually as well, like JT. <laughs> Just having that extra opportunity to, you know, play that two yeah. extra rounds, they just seem to sort of rise up there. Another a good week for Nikolai as well. Another second for my punts. Um, mm. Not good. We're getting, good. It's, we're getting
2: it's, to the crunch hurting.
1: time. Getting to the crunch time of our punts, and the boys are really not looking good. Um, we'll discuss our think- punts a little bit later, but. <laughs> I I just don't know where to go. Um, but before we move on to some other stuff that happened in South Africa, AC, what did you make of JT's game this
0: week? I think he's slowly turning a corner. I thought he copped a lot of shit at the Ryder Cup. He didn't play great, but he I thought there were signs that he was starting to turn around. Um, and obviously to shoot two six-unders this week um, – I think it was two or three. Two. Uh, two. It must have been two. So it's not good for me. Um, was a pretty, like, I think it shows that he's there, but he's also just can't seem to string four rounds together. So he's still still not all the way there, but I think he's trending.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think the Ryder Cup thing's um probably been hyped up a little bit. Uh, he was playing with Jordan Spieth, who literally – couldn't keep it on the golf course most of the week. So I think that's probably probably a bit harsh if people were, you know, still coming at him about that Ryder Cup. Yeah, I thought he was good. I think from what I saw, he looked like he was hitting the ball really well. And, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Hopefully he's turning a corner and, you know, pinning his ears back for a big 2024. But Foxy faltered. Monty, what did you make of Foxy's kind of –
2: it? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty volatile, right? Two good rounds and two poor rounds. Slightly disappointing when he's sort of knocking on the door this season again. Um but, you know, he has had a good year. Um but it's just, you know, one of these opportunities and no good event. Good mm. opportunity as you head into the Dubai week this week to to keep pushing hard. But um you know, it's it's it is what it is. And Dan Hillier similarly. Um he was he was slightly better. Um but he's a guy that um yeah, I'm not I don't think we're asking for more but um you know, he's good opportunities at the back end, particularly for Hillier with the PGA tour qualification lure there. Um it's probably slightly out of reach now. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And they head to the race to Dubai this week, just pretty much in a it's just a, a fight for second really. Foxy's got a chance to, to do it, but Rory Rory could finish wherever he wants this week and he'll still win the race to Dubai. So you know, but there's still an event to play for
2: I saw Rory you made know. a cool comment this week. Uh so Colin Montgomery's won it five times, uh, nine times. And I think this is Rory's fourth or fifth, correct me, that he's keen to uh, he's coming after Monty, which which is always, you know, he's been a great supporter of the Tour, but it's nice to, to hear that again. You, you were, you'd expect nothing less, but it's, it's good to hear.
1: Yeah, it, it is great to hear because, you know, AC and I talk about it all the time. The Tour with so much legacy and history, it's good to see that their best players are still, you know, supporting it when it has become kind of a a feeder tour to the PGA tour, but that's just the way the game's going at the moment. The event was played at the Gary Player Country Club. Gary Player was there all week, and he spent a lot of time in the commentary box, and it just kind of reiterates (laughs) the fact that he's probably one of the biggest punishers in in golf. Uh, AC, did you catch
0: any of his dribble in the commentary box this week? I did i a, I I saw you you were firing through quotes through to me and I don't know if you have them up I think they might be worth going through but um yeah I've got I them up. mine were I he was on for about 20 minutes when I watched and there wasn't anything too noteworthy um obviously yeah. a lot of talking about himself which is which yeah. is some standard behavior um but there wasn't anything too outrageous uh, maybe okay. I think they actually told him to rein it in after
1: yeah, they After must
0: this have.
1: Because I I had it on, boys, and it was like a little bit like background noise, and then I just like was staring down at my phone, and then he just started speaking, and and he said something outrageous. He, oh, it was about how he doesn't agree with the. This is paraphrasing, so don't sue me. But the this is about the he doesn't agree with the Augusta woman's amateur. So he's probably the only person. In the world, who thinks that's not a good idea? And then he just, like AC said, just found a way to make everything about himself. And he, the, the commentators, to be fair, were feeding him. They were feeding him. It was just, and he was, and he was nibbling. They, he was nibbling big time. But he just always talks like he's got a chip on his shoulder, Gary Player, especially when he's talking about Nicholas and Palmer. And like one, one thing he said, I've got it here. He just quickly quipped that he beat Nicholas the same amount of times as Nicholas beat him and that they probably wouldn't like him saying that in America. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. That that might be true. He proceeded to say he, st- he started to move up tees, but he made it abundantly clear that he still shoots par. And I saw the other day that he made a call that he's shot his age 2,700 times in a row, which I just – I'm finding that quite hard to believe <laughs> like I'm sure he's obviously a great player but I'm finding it like he's nearly 90 and he he pre- proceed he proceeded to say that he always goes into restaurants at uh, at events and and uh, he'll He'll make sure that he says hello to every single person and asks them how their day is going. And I was like, no, they don't do that. <laughs> and, and he proceeded to, to follow that up with, I never miss a day in my life where I don't say thank you. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> I was like, How
1: old are you, can you be?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why isn't he knighted? And then he oh, he said how much he loves the animals and he, and he tries to pen, book out a year where he comes comes down and, and, and does a safari and looks at all the, the animals and he, and, and he just proceeded to say, my brother was the world's lead, leading conservationist Which I was like how, how's that how's that um? How do, the world you know, rankings, yeah, how do the world <laughs> rankings for those hard. work? <laughs> That's what I want now. And he goes, yeah, what there's else? more. Yeah, there's more. There's more. I've got I think I've got five more here, so just bear with me. Um, there's there's nothing the same same about golf as there used to be. I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't know about that. They, they, I just found that pretty pretty rogue. And, and then he talked, they were talking about Tiger Woods's record and, and he goes, you know what, I'd love to see Tiger Woods travel how I did with six, six kids and no private jet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, then, and then he just proceeded to say like, oh, like this all, he was talking about golf swings and he proceeded to just say, John Rahm has one of the worst backspit swings I've ever seen. And then I was like, "Oh, he's pretty good." And then, and then, and then finally, he followed that up with go, with Jordan Spieth, one of the worst swings I've ever seen, and he's in the world's top fifteen.
2: He's only peeled and off then, four
1: majors, mate. Yeah, like and three. He he was to be hit a Gary, which I, I told AC to never be, and he, they were talking about how how different swings. Suit today's game, and and he was oh, I'd love to know how many times in the twenty minutes he was in the box he, he talked about Ben Hogan's swing, like it was, it was just outrageous. But boys, the general consensus from my end is maybe it's time for Gary Player to be put in home.
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> a, a muzzle on? Yeah, I don't know. Just do you reckon he'd? Go say to get to the whole retirement village during the day.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but that, and and yeah, he, he did a thank yous
2: to his caregivers.
1: Yeah, he also harped on about his um his workout regime and how many press ups he does a day. Imagine him busting out those before he goes to bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think I think oh. it's a fair question. It's right, worth consideration. But...
1: It is like and he's just been, he's been responsible for some pretty poor acts so you know I, I don't feel too bad and having a crack at Gary. But boys, before we move on, I've got a bit of a theory about national opens. This is, this was virtually a national open. I was thinking yeah. that for the designated or signature events maybe maybe make four of them national opens from around the world just to bring back that you know <laughs> that legacy. Playing, <laughs> playing for national opens, and maybe you can rotate them each year. Sanction them with the PGA Tour one year. I don't know. It could be like the World Cup. National opens a bid for signature event status. What?
0: What do you think, Monty? You laughed, so you go first.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just it's just a reoccurring team from Canada. I love the passion, basically. Mm. Um, I think it's worthy of a. Of consideration, I'd say four's too many in a year. I mean, if you're excluding British Opens and US Opens, if you probably only have two on top of those two, then that's that's maybe okay. Um, well,
1: you still have the Scottish, which which isn't a signature event, admittedly, but it probably should be.
2: That, that one definitely should be. Um, I mean, you got the Canadian, which is played, which it's not a great event. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's the same issues that we always talk about. It's just uh, Logist- logistically and where do you find pockets on the calendar? But I do think, you know, strategically this time of year, having, you know, you finish up at the Ryder Cup in the end of September and it's not as though the players presumably are dying for months and months off. So, you know, sort of applaud the effort of Max and JT. and I think there's definitely scope for a couple. Um, at this time of year, it, in other pockets of the schedule, it's pretty difficult, but I like it.
1: Yeah, you know, just change it up, make the game global. I uh, just, just get your get your national open fixed. Just I want people to go win as many as they can, like they used to in the old day, in Gary Players Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he must have a few.
1: Yeah, he would. Um, boys. We'll move on from Gary Player and the DP World Tour, and we'll move to Hong Kong. But quickly before we do, Camilo Vijayus won on the PGA Tour today. Uh, pretty heartwarming stuff. Uh, first win in nine years, and first first win since his you know baby daughter died in 2020. And it it was pretty emotional today when he won. Just a pretty great story from the PGA tour, which I thought deserved a, a definite mention. Yeah. So what are your memories yep. from Camillo? Back like back in the day. He for me, he was like a lot. staple of those EA sports.
2: Oh mate, that's the only games. memory I have. I was about yeah. to mention Camillo on the EA the Tiger Tiger EA games.
1: Yeah. And it still on. baffles
2: me how he had so much profile back then. I know so what well, this is his fifth PGA tour win. So I was sort of thinking he'd won four maybe quite quickly, but even then it was a lot of profile for sort of all fart no poo sort of thing.
1: <laughs> it was him, him and um him and Hunter Mayhan on those on those EA sports games. It was it was just the best
0: thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, I just think the white tailor-made hat when I think of him. I thought it was pretty, it was a serious effort from him just to come back, especially because it could have been pretty disappointing and deflating the second last week, especially when you haven't won in so long and to come out and win this week. Admittedly, it was the worst PGA Tour field I've ever seen, but, you know, still kudos to him you still got to
1: win it, don't you? And, you know, Adam Scott made a late run at it and, and couldn't get it done. He was arguably the best player in the field. But we'll move over to Hong Kong where we can start start having the national anthem for the first first time and it'll be a reoccurring theme throughout the the rest of the podcast. Ben Campbell gets the job done on the Asian tour, the Hong Kong Open. Pretty pretty cool story. And AC, do you want to talk to the listeners through a little bit about
0: Benny Campbell? Yeah, just awesome stuff, really. Um, a good field for an Asian tour event with some of the live guys sprinkled through it. A lot of kind of major champions in the field. Uh, so he he shot four under for the final round to beat Cam Smith by one, finishing at 19 under. Um, birdied the 17th and 18th, which was seriously clutch especially 17 i think it was playing i'm pretty sure from what i've read it was the hardest hole that week so birdies weren't easy to come by um so just yeah i don't know what else to say other than just an awesome result for kiwi golf when we started this pod we kind of wanted to have a kiwi flavor and you don't always get that opportunity in pro golf where there's actually a lot to talk about on the new zealand front but i feel like we've had Quite a bit of it lately, which is really awesome to see. And there was obviously some controversy as well um, with with some rules on that last day, just to kind of spice things up. Yeah, that was um, outrageous.
2: Yeah, he never had the lead at any point through the tournament. That's a sin. Until, until the last half, which is which is pretty chat like. Uh, uh, you love to see it, beating the last two, and you know it's the only time he had the lead across seventy-two holes. Um, yeah, that's that's good, when
1: you, that's when you need
2: it. A, yeah, he's had a good month or so though. He's a couple of top tens, top twenty. Yeah. So he's he's had a rough run, like a lot of injuries through the years. He turned pro twenty twelve when he was twenty one, and he was one one sixth in the world amateur golf ranking. So he had a fair bit of pedigree. Yeah, within New Zealand and globally, and then just had a a really rough run of injuries. Um, And he's yeah, I think he's had to change his swing around a couple a bit in the last couple of years, and he's sort of found found it back now, which is good to see. Fourth on the Asian Tour Order of Merit, I actually couldn't work out if that meant anything, if you know if there's any importance in the last couple of events, but um, yeah, good payday for the match.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He, and I remember, it, I remember getting a hot tip uh, before the Open. Um, someone had been walking around the practice rounds. So he's like, he is flushing it back him. He came second um, at a decent price, I think, too. But I remember watching him that week. I hadn't seen a lot of him and thought, yeah, he's he's a proper player. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he's it's... got a good track record around the New Zealand Open. He won the New Zealand PGA one year. I think he's finished second twice at the New Zealand Open, so. Maybe he's our man to do it. To do it for the first first time in a while.
1: Hey, I we need we need one to do it. It's yeah. it's been too long. So you're right, Monty. Maybe he is the man. As I'd love to see Foxy come back and win it, but yeah, oh, i I don't I don't know if if we're gonna if we're gonna see that. But boy, should we talk
0: about the rules debacle that went on for about twenty minutes? Yes, very. L- I don't know about you guys, very limited footage on it. Um, but to me, it just reeked of just some scummy behaviour when you're paying for some cash with your mates. Just just some snapping of branches. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know how he got away with that from the bits I saw. Oh, the rules yeah. official just did not want to make a decision. It, it was
2: disgraceful. It was, it was like... You wouldn't expect anything less, but I'm glad Cam Smith and Ben Campbell actually barked up as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, like, something to the extent, of, are you going to let him play that, is what Ben Campbell said. Like, he's, have you seen what he's done with those branches and the trees? And how – oh, you got to feel for those two other blokes, though, in that situation, last hole, and just having to be dealt with that. it's, yeah, it's disgraceful.
1: Yeah, and, like, you couldn't even, like <sighs> – yeah, they were moving like a dead tree, but it was it was like what was being moved with that tree? Like it was like attached to vines, like you said, branches, and oh, it was just like where does common sense prevail? Like that rules official had like obviously never had to make a, a big call and I can't imagine how difficult it would be at the crunch time of a tournament to, to like put your foot down, but uh, – it looked pretty bad. There's a photo I saw of him like in the bushes, like ducked down. Like, how are you possibly going to have a swing in there? But yeah, like you said, Monty, I'm glad people arced up about it. Cam Smith like was in a bit of disbelief about it. I saw sort him of walk away laughing and like, yeah. Wouldn't
2: been on a PJ tour.
1: No, there's no way Slug or White's letting that happen.
0: To to wind Cam Smith up as well, it has to be pretty egregious.
1: Oh yeah, I, I know. Like he, it looks like he just wouldn't get, get part part about anything. No. So you're right. But and not only that, to take fifteen to twenty minutes to do it, like come yeah. on, like just pull pull your head in. What a what an A grade. But boys. We'll move on to the to the next Kiwi doing great things on over here this side of the Tasman, the Gippsland Super Sixes. Kerry Mountcastle survived the ten man playoff on the Saturday to get that one of the final eight spots of the middle match play that goes on on the Sunday. So it's six holes of match play. He got the job done. It took thirty holes to get there, but he beat Jake McLeod in the final and. He's had a really solid start to the season over here. He had T T ten and PNG and couple of, a couple of months ago, and then he was fourth at the Western Australia Open, and he had a couple of results in the in the forties back to back, kind of forty second, forty sixth, and then thirty fourth last week, and then bang gets the win now, and it's great. It gets him a start in both the Aussie majors, obviously the Aussie PGA and the Aussie Open. Which a DP World Tour sanctioned event, so big opportunity then, and it also means he can play the Vic, the Vic PGA next week without that that hanging over his head, which mm-hmm. I can imagine will only add to to his chances next week. But yeah, it's it's great to see Sparky by trade, which is you know. Oh, that's good to hear. You, you can you can you can really. Love that as a as a fellow former electrician, I can I can I can get around that. And him and Ben Campbell both originate from the of Upper, so there you go, doing great things in that region. But boys, Stephen Alka, third and or third and well, I want to have a mention of Lydia Co. but third and final Kiwi on the pod this week gets the job done again. Monty, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, well, a bit of a weapon, eh? Charles Schwab, season-ending tournament, gets the job done. Seventh win on the Champions Tour. His first one since April. Um, he won the overall points la- uh, status last year, finished second this year with the win. Um, he had a four-shot lead going into the, the last day. Never really got going today. Um two birdies and a bogey to shoot one under with Ernie owls and Stephen Ames sort of nipping at his heels uh, not renowned for being a, a light out putter but the bits and pieces I saw this morning hold some nice putts down the stretch missed miss greens on 17 and 18 and, and made them up and down um, so he, he, he banked 1.7 mil Kiwi this week takes him over 5 mil Kiwi for the year so yeah he's he's the eighth ranked uh New Zealand sportsman by pay in the last 12 months for oh. a, a washed up 52-year-old male golfer. It's nothing to be sniffed at. 12 top Was- 10s in the year, five runner-up finishes. He's, yeah. he's he's you got you know you got to tip your hat. I mean yeah, you do yeah. Your- washed
1: up's pretty harsh, I okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it probably is harsh. It probably is harsh. It's just it's just when you look at the calibre of player around him versus what he used yeah. to be, you can sort of interpret it in two ways. One being, you know, what sort of golf is this? Or two being, yeah, that's pretty epic. And I think you've probably more got to take the latter because, you know, Padraic's, uh I think Padraic's probably the best example. He was loosely talked about for Ryder Cup this year. Um, and he he's sort of a good contender on the on the Champions Tour, but he's he hasn't had a good year as as Alcatraz. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right. yeah. Um, I mean it's it's pretty impressive pay, I reckon, for the.
0: I was just about to say tour,
2: that. for the tour that it is. It's, it's, it always surprises me, um, but there must be a decent audience following.
0: I don't know who watches it on TV, but I do imagine a lot of people if it's you know, if it's in your area, you can still see some of your like old heroes play. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably the appeal of it. Like they always seem to have okay crowds and a bit of hospitality there. So that must be where the money comes from, because I can't imagine many people watching this shit.
1: <laughs> it's a bit like and when it... they do that that uh that T Ten Masters Cricket
0: League. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm stoked for Steve Alker, but I don't, I don't watch the Champions Tour. Like, I'll, i avoid it. But um, mm. yeah, that's fair. Boys, do you think he could feature
1: at the New Zealand Open this year or next year?
2: Yeah, I mean, he he played it this year. Well, I think he was tied thirtieth, which. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure given the vein of form he's in, he probably wants to tick it off. And he's not short of money now to travel around. I'm sure he was that way inclined a few years ago.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, I tend to agree. You, you just never know what you're gonna see. But just quickly before we get into our playoff holes, Lydia Co. got through to the race to CME Globe by the skin of her teeth and has decided to not play this week, which I don't Interesting. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't think there's any injury cloud. I think she just wants to have a rest. But like you think what for one more week you've got through to this event, you'd play. You've already said that you're not gonna play till late in your career. She needs two more points to get get into the World Golf Hall of Fame. So you need twenty-seven points. She's on twenty-five. You get one point for a win, two points for a major. So you think with given her the, the timeline she's given herself, you think she'd be playing at every opportunity she gets. But I just thought that was a little bit disappointing.
2: Yeah, that that is a shame. I mean she's had a really poor year, but um it feels like the last month or so has probably been less worse if if you're being generous. Yeah, yeah, she's quite uh, So You know, just try, try ride off something and give yourself a shot.
0: Mm, I agree. Yeah, I I agree with that. I the only thing I would, I just don't know what whether there is something that she just doesn't want to share, and that could be yeah
1: that could be could be right, but that means all we can do is speculate, can't we? Really? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: but you're right. Um, and hopefully, you know, she does get that. Big rest she's after and hits the ground running. Boys, we'll we'll head into our playoff holes and to to start off our playoff holes, we'll just quickly address our punting situation, which has been so bleak for the last kind of few months. And AC, I, I don't know if the off the tips accountants have told us when this is going to wrap up, but I think I think we've been doing the pod for exactly a year. Th- this pod. I think it was the lead up to the race
0: to uh, Dubai
1: last year that we started. Yeah, our, our
0: first pod was race to Dubai, so I yeah. think I think that will be the one. So we've got yeah. one week to try our fingers away. out of our ass. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm still ahead of you, um, yeah. which is a consolation. But I've been so close. Seriously, like, I'm not even I'm not even talking shit. Like, I've had three seconds. Dan Hilly, I had for a top 10 last uh, yeah, last week, and then it's just been tough. Like, I've, mm. I've been burning edges. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to chase some value this week,
1: so I can probably uh, – I might be better off chucking the $50 on the ground and pissing on it, but I'll I'll give it one <laughs> last nudge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, is there, is there going to be some – Budget talks next next year we're to, maybe trying to yeah. peel it back a bit to, to conserve some costs.
1: Yeah, we might have to do some budget cuts. I think definitely on the major major weeks, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to haul that in. I think <laughs> giving the boys a couple of hundred bucks for the majors was silly from the off-the-tips accountants. So maybe they they might cut that in half.
0: Yeah, I don't think um, punting's tax deductible either, which is also yeah. another, issue. Uh, another issue.
1: Yeah, another issue. Yeah, it's an issue we we won't have to cross until the end of the financial year though. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> AC, I know you got to get to work, mate. What do you got to tee off on this week?
0: Yeah, a, a real tough scene last weekend, and I was I wasn't on the pod, and it probably would have been better if I was because it was really fresh and there might've been a bit more heat behind it. But uh, basically, so me and Swanny have been in a, so effectively what happened is we're in a four bedroom place um, and me and our good mate Swanny, we moved in on, there was two bedrooms available and we moved in about three weeks ago, but my one wasn't available till last Saturday, the 4th of November. And so me and Swanny just been paying half rent for his room and just alternating between couch and and his bed and so on the fourth it was meant to be so I've signed the lease to start on the fourth it's meant to be that I move into the existing flatmates room um she'd be out in the morning and you know I'd be able to move in on Saturday and so I go to then on Friday she's like yeah I'll move out in the morning all good um it gets to about three o'clock and she still hasn't she still hasn't budged. Um, and I could see there wasn't a lot going on, so I, I, I pretty reasonably I said, "Okay, I'm going out um, tonight for a few drinks anyway. Um, just I'll be back like quite late, but just be out by later tonight." And so she's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool." So I come home from town and had a, had a few under the, under the bout and about twelve thirty I walk in and she's just lying in bed on her laptop. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing here? Um, I didn't want to call the scene. I was like, well, I'm obviously not sleeping in there tonight. So went into Swanee's room, slept there. Bit dusty in the morning. I was like, had a bit to do, a bit of shopping to get some bedding and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, I'll, I'll wait till about two and then I'll say something. She's not out. Two o'clock rolls around on Sunday. She's still not out. And so I messaged you, like, what the fuck? Like, get out of my room. Like, I'm, I paid for last, effectively paid for Saturday. She still kind of drifted out, didn't leave till about six, and also didn't clean it. There's, like, hair stuck to the ground. It was just disgusting. Oh. Um, so I spent five or six hours cleaning it, and then she takes the key with her. Um, she also leaves, like, Heaps of her shit in the room to, for me to deal with, um, and so I still don't have a key. I messaged her, left me on scene. She's just a scummy human. Like it's the only way. Yeah, to put you'll her. never see. I, you, at least you'll never see her again. Well, I need the key. It'd be nice, but you could get one. We've, them, yeah. we've informed the landlords, but yeah, just teeing off on just. I just can't understand how you can be that, inconsiderate.
2: Yeah, it's disgraceful. Eh?
0: Yeah, did you did uh, you
2: give it a piece of your mind at all, or was it? Were you pretty good about it?
0: Uh, I should have gone harder. Yeah, okay, should have gone harder. It's always it's always uh, the case, isn't it? It's it's not really my mate. I'm not very really confrontational. I'm not gonna.
1: Well, well, that's quite hard to hard to follow. I see. I've I feel for you, mate. That sounds like a horrific situation. Considering you haven't had a bedroom for months. And yeah, I know, but, I was so flippant. Um It
0: and, was like Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. But anyway, uh,
1: hey, um, I'm just hanging off on uh, ex players being preferred to broadcasters on Talkback Radio. I just look, I know he was an ex player technically, but I feel like Mark Richardson's had two careers. I think he's a genuine broadcaster nowadays. Would you agree? Yeah. So I've been listening to the SENZ breakfast, and I think they're pretty good generally. Uh, Izzy Dagg, Tony Kemp, and Ricardo Ball, who was another fantastic broadcaster. Since I've added him in, it's been so good to listen to. But just the inclusion of Mark Richardson last week was superb. He's such a good broadcaster. I, I just loved listening to him and, and I feel like it's the same across the board when guys like Staffy and, and Mark Watson and even Ian Smith who is technically also an ex-player but in the same boat at All On you can just you can just tell the difference and that's not to say that these ex-players won't end up being in that position. You've obviously got to give them the chance to get there but in prime time slots I, I think the genuine broadcasters should be preferred. What do you think?
2: Oh, but I couldn't agree more. And yeah, it's not even radio. It's everything. Like everything, uh, yeah. You see it in the cricket Little cut right now. You know, you know you're, you're missing some key names and faces. But uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. No objections.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just some players that do it more naturally and like, it's. Players, like, I think of someone like Nasser Hussain. He's a gun at it. Um, he he has heaps of shows over here on Sky Sport that yeah. are outside of cricket. I think you need a. I reckon it's a thing with talent. I reckon the the more talented players aren't good at dissecting and yeah, broadcasting. I agree. Like you look, think of like a Mark Richardson. He was a real heck of a player, but a grinder. I had to work his way work hard. I think the the more talented players aren't actually good at broadcasting.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree, and I think on Nessa Hussain's front, like he's guys like him and Mark Richardson are so far removed from actually being professional athletes that they're now broadcasters. Like it's it's different to some of the guys that you know just fall straight into these dream radio and TV gigs, and uh just you know like and they, they they all tend to get better, but it's just. I feel like that the art of a genuine broadcast is being, you know,
0: slighted by it, and that's yeah. that's what I'm. I think off on I think a lot of week. the ex ex players that have just come out of it become a bit cheerleading, um, for sure. Yeah, they've still got skin in the game. Too much skin in the
1: game.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, boys. Oh, Monty, anything to say off on, Or are you you good this week? Oh, no, pass. Okay, sweet boys. Just before we go, I I just read before coming on. Angel Cabrera, he's out of the pen and he wants to make a return to the aforementioned champions tour. What, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Look out, look out, Alcatraz! that's my initial reaction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's already conquered one Alcatraz. He's, really, yeah. he's, really yeah, he's conquered another. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> yeah, exciting. Maybe, maybe that's what the champions tour needs to get some bums on seats, eyeballs on screen.
0: Yeah. Does, <laughs> surely he'll never be allowed on Augusta grounds again, or or does the golf takeover? over? Yeah. He's, it wouldn't surprise sure. me if he had another run at that that event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd be the the first
1: the first bloke to have a crack at a, a green jacket while wearing an ankle bracelet. <laughs> oh yeah I just I, I thought the listeners would love to you know hear that but boys thanks for tuning in Monty hit the pillow mate and AC enjoy your day at work cheers guys for tuning in we'll catch you next
2: week